and welcome everyone to episode 45 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. Although this week, we're taking a short break from the manga to talk about the first One Piece movie. One Piece, the movie. <laughs> so I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Uh, make sure you get your popcorn, everybody. I'm, uh, of course, Brandon Bovia, the English uh, letterer of manga like Kaiju Number 8 and Dragon Ball Super, and now Naruto somehow, uh, just just for a little bit here, it seems. You're just racking it up. Yeah, just yeah, one after another, one after <laughs> another. Like, I, there's Again, there's like dozens of other manga that I work on that I don't talk about on here. Um, yeah. Just like, here's, here's the handful that everybody probably knows. Or... We'd be here a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just couldn't even fathom listing it off. Anyway, we're here to talk about the first One Piece movie, like you said here. I've actually never seen this first one. See, that's amazing to me because... I remember being so into it. I, I obviously I watched off the old Kaizuku fan subs, mm-hmm. and I think they had them all lined up. So I would just watch them when it became time, or maybe got to them later. I forget exactly how, but I still watched the first six movies mm-hmm. basically up until the Alabaster retelling. But it's also I only watched them once. Yeah, and I remember there being two that I really liked. I thought the others were all kind of basic, but it's you know been a while. You get older and sort of opinions change and see yeah. how you how you react and it's 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 a fun blast for the past almost for this one because yeah. we were debating whether or not to cover the movies as part mm-hmm. of this because this is technically a manga read through but and we're getting into the uh, Oda's getting into the final a final arc for One Piece but we're not confident he'll finish that in the three or four years it'll be until we actually catch up to him so. Yeah, not a bad idea to give him a little extra space. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, there's what, like 14 or 15 movies now? Less if you skip like the recap ones. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll skip those or not. I think yeah. I, I think I'd kind of be curious to see how they handle the recap. I think one of them is different enough that I think does warrant an episode, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, certainly I think <laughs> I think this is a sort of a since we already, you know, we finished Alabasta last week. So it, it, I feel like it's a good chance to sort of catch up on the sort of the movies that had been released in the um the meantime the idea here is that we'll be squeezing in the movies from now on whenever they would have released in the manga timeline so for example the one piece movie the first one piece movie released march 4th 2000 in japan which roughly puts it releasing between chapters 125 and 126 which is right before mr three is defeated in little garden Mm -hmm. but the One Piece anime had only just started, really, at this point. So it's actually between episodes 16 and 17 of the anime, which is right before Kuro is defeated and Usopp joins the crew on the Going Mary. That is so, incredible to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that much of a gap existed before we start this whole thing up. And I, it's, it's weird to go back that far, but it's also weird that it's there. So the plan right now is... By the time where we're at, the first three movies have been released in terms of production of the manga. Yeah. And at every point after that, whenever we get to where the mo- the next movie would have been, mm-hmm. in the, at least in the manga release, that's when we'll talk about it. Yeah. And uh, get these extra adventures. Before we get into this one proper, can I take a second? Because, like, this is so... The, the timing couldn't have been funnier for us to start covering, covering the movies. Uh, that I went, and, I went and saw One Piece Film Red over the weekend. That's right. Weekend. And I wanted just to sort of give my quick little thoughts on it. 
and let it i saw it twice once subbed once dubbed just because a friend of mine invited me out to see the dub version and I, I i didn't expect this that i think i have more issues with it than any of the other like modern one piece movies but i like mm. it more than all of them that's it is my second favorite behind movie six which is you know one of the classic ones we'll get here to soon ish but like it, it is such an interesting like like flawed and messy movie but like has such a, a really strong emotional core to it that i was i was compelled by the end but <laughs> I, it is it is interesting for, for me to think about and then i have i have like a whole laundry list of like man this is kind of like ah that's, that's great but i think a lot of people love it more unequivocally than i do and i do unequivocally okay. love it but it is one of those like this is kind of weird and messy but i sort of love that over maybe sort of like the movies that are maybe a bit more like polished to a sheen mm-hmm. if that makes any sense so I, I think that you you kind of prefer like it doesn't it's not perfect but there's something yeah appealing about it has it. really interesting flaws which i was not expecting and, and i just but mm-hmm. but like i think by the end i was like yeah you know it's good so definitely oh, uh, awesome. if it's still in theaters by the time you're listening to this somehow uh go watch it uh, both the sub and the dub are fantastic. M- music, of course, plays a really large role in the story, but the dub wasn't able to dub the songs in times, which is a little bit jarring. I'm I'm hoping that they'll uh, be able to by the by the time the Blu-ray releases. Yeah, that one would hope so. Uh, it, it sounds like a licensing problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> than anything I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So they probably didn't have time to to do it, but. I think they could do a good job uh, localizing the songs if they're given the chance. So I think so. Uh, I, I I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It seems to have a lot of hype. Did very well in theaters. Oh, yeah. It did surprisingly well here. Manga current. Yes. Uh, it spoils anime only. <laughs> oh, it does. It? Oh, boy. Which, 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 which is funny about us covering things sort of in the manga timeline. So that's it's perfect because if we were covering the anime, I think we would be kind of like, what is that? But, I had it worked out. I'll take yeah, it. It's, it's, it's subtle. Like they they don't explain or, or really really but they they show something that the anime has not gotten to yet. Okay. And there's yeah just just other little like nods here and there and I think the the manga had its own little nod to film red uh, recently too. Oh, so that's cool. I don't know if it's it, it can't really be canon but I think sort of like some of the like recent One Piece movies have been kind of like the characters are canon but the things that happen aren't or some sort of like right. nonsense like that. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing a few of them, I'm like, okay, I could definitely see that idea. Mm-hmm. We'll see how well One Piece movies slot into what's going on yeah. <laughs> in, in there. Because Dragon Ball movies are infamous for not, <laughs> just not <laughs> being possible at all. Yeah. I, I think the, the manga basically for the past uh, like eight, ten years is basically has like there's no room. <laughs> there's no room mm-hmm. for the movies to slot in, so they just don't try, uh, which I respect. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just don't have to. You don't shouldn't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other cool thing before we get into th- this movie is you noticed a shirt. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just the most. Hol- I was tr- holding back my laughter the first time I saw it in the theater. Is that throughout the vast majority of film red, Luffy is wearing our podcast logo on his shirt. I, you sh- sent me that. And I was blown away. It's like yeah. no way. And like, just I don't remember when the first trailer for film red dropped. I feel like. It had to have been after we started this podcast, like, 100%. Yeah, like, we, we started, like, a year ago. I have not looked up anything about Film Red because I don't want to be spoiled. Of course, And yeah. I know the designer, Daniel Alba, who created the logo for us, he he doesn't watch One Piece, I'm <laughs> he sure. Be, yeah, he doesn't know anything. So it's just, like, I see it as a form of respect. Just a little bit of, like, all right, yeah, Luffy. 
probably listens to the podcast, uh, you know, recap yeah. his own adventures. He's not going to remember. It's like, huh, maybe I should look into merch. I don't know what, what it takes to do merch, but like, maybe I should do that just for that shirt. Like, the, I mean, the logo that Daniel did for us is so good that I would I would have it on almost anything. That is true. But man, just have a shirt like just out of film red because I actually uh, on Twitter had when I mentioned this had a father said that their son had seen the movie and wanted that shirt. So he would be down for it. Like, oh, oh God, that's okay. so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh. Didn't expect that one. Yeah, so I, I didn't it's a good time. It's for getting into the these movies. <laughs> yeah, a good time for getting into this podcast too. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One last thing before we get into this, because the movie is only 50 minutes long. It's not a long movie. It's not really a feature, and there's a reason for that. It's because it was released as a double feature along with Digimon Adventure Our War Game, which is the the second Digimon movie at Toei Animation's 2000 Spring Anime Fair, which is so weird that One Piece was coming out online at the same time as our war game, which was basically the basis for summer wars eventually and yeah. how the director of, of our war game would direct the sixth one piece movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, just a hilarious, like little bit of the way things lined up like that is so funny that he would, you know, he'd mm-hmm. be double build with a one piece movie to uh, then go on to, I, he even Mamoru Hosoda directed a couple episodes of the anime, I think be like slightly oh, wow. before, or I think it was like in preparation for directing movie six. Uh, I, I could okay. not tell you which episodes off the top of my head, but definitely just one of those cool, like, oh yeah, that, that happened. Um, the, Like double building for anime movies for like these kinds of properties is super common and is certainly why most of them from this era, both, both you know, like One Piece and even a lot of like the early Dragon Ball movies, they're, yeah, they're like 15 minutes long because they're usually mm. shown alongside something else. That makes sense. Two short movies. That mm. sounds fun, kind of, honestly, but yeah. Let's go ahead and dive into One Piece the movie right off the bat. And we begin with a legend, a legend of an East Blue pirate named Woonin, who was known, I believe, as the Great Gold Pirate, just amassed a massive amount of gold, robbing ex- almost exclusively from those with excessive gold and just basically a Robin Hood figure. Yeah. Just enough that it would glitter at night and just amazingly wealthy however he suddenly faded away and was seen no more but this great gold pirate apparently left all his treasure on a remote island before he died and only a single map shows where it could be so pirates continue to search the east blue in hopes of finding this island and get his treasure so there, there's our setup for what is going on here and why this is all what this is all about uh, I'm going to probably point this out a lot over the course of the, this discussion, but like the we just talked about, you know, how these movies were double billed here just earlier, and like you notice this with a lot of like those early Dragon Ball Z movies too, where the setup is sort of like it's sort of a mishmash of familiar elements from canon. So like mm-hmm. like Wunan is basically like he's basically this film's Gold Roger more or less, right? And the I, I sort of really appreciate that they're sort of like remixing a lot of the vibes more so than maybe ripping off just like one arc or one story from one piece wholesale this to me feels so much just like we took everything from the first like 40 chapters of the manga and like threw it into a blender you can definitely feel that sense here and there and it's familiar but not overly so not overly so it still feels unique because we got our we get our introduction to a young boy in a box who comes across this ship that's just been completely ravaged by our villain who grabs the map to Woonin's treasure 
and uh, just laughs. And he has this like lion like design to him, which will of course get there more. But the beautiful thing is that this, because this takes place between Syrup Village and Baratier, uh, you can just completely part point this as. A, a filler that takes place between the two. It's just in movie form. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's basically like a filler arc in movie form. Um, but like, I think being fifty minutes does a lot in its favor. Just because, oh god, like, yeah. like it, it it knows what it is and is just sort of like short, tight, get in, get out. I really appreciated that. You know, it's almost an advertisement for the TV show because they start with <laughs> the anime opening. Yeah, it's just the straight up anime opening with, with this awkward widescreen crop. <laughs> Yeah, and then some extra sound effects for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, actually, this would be a good time. I'm I'm sorry, we're getting uh, taking so long to get into the meat of the story, but like the thing that blew me away most with this movie is that like it's actually animated on cells. Yeah, there's a nice texture to it. Yeah, it has such a different look to it compared to like all, literally anything else in the franchise because the the anime started digital, uh, but you know ha- has been digital since episode one. So the fact that I, for some reason, I don't know if it was just like a film production timelines or anything like this takes place in that transition. Most anime did the digi- the analog to digital transition in like 99, 2000, 2001 or so. Mm-hmm. So sort of like seeing this different flavor of One Piece is really interesting. Um, and and I, I wanted to mention that because they do just like reuse the uh, anime opening. And you can at least I can tell that because the anime opening is animated digitally, they like filmed the digital opening like on like like they printed the digital art on the cells and filmed it so it does uh-huh. it has a different look to it than the movie itself but like I, I don't know it's so it's so cool it's it's such a cool time capsule i don't know it, it's 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 kind of fun in that way yeah yeah exactly it, it, it just amused me that we have a movie that features only uh, Luffy, Zoro, Nami, and Usopp, and it prominently features oh, <laughs> Sanji's Sanji in the opening. In the opening. He's not even in the crew, which I guess that applied to the anime too. But it's even mm. funnier here because it's a one-off. What else is new? We start off with Zoro and Luffy starving uh, because they're completely <laughs> out of food, and yep. meanwhile, Nami's randomly thinking about Woonin's treasure. Yeah, I just like, hmm. <laughs> I I would. I would say it's random, but it also kind of works for manga re- readers because, oh yeah. yeah, it makes sense that she'd be looking for this because she She's wants that collecting money for Arlong. Yeah, yeah, I thought, so I thought it about completely that. Completely makes sense that she'd want this this treasure map and this treasure, especially if it had I, what did it say a third of the world's gold. Yeah, something crazy like that. Just blown away by it, but yeah, yeah it's like you know what. At the time, it's just like, oh, she's greedy and randomly wants this money. But in retrospect, it's like, ooh, <laughs> she's actually out for something here. Like, there's a reason. That, that brings me to a point, like, just in sort of broad terms. I, I really love the way, like, the the writing, like, nails everybody's personalities. Like, it, it mm. feels like it could have come from Oda himself right out of the manga. In, like, some of these early scenes in the movie just have, like, maybe even more so than the anime that that can feel a little stretched out. Like the comedic timing in this movie is on point <laughs> and it, it, it feels like it is straight out of the manga. I got a kick out of Usopp's dumb, like I caught a big one, the biggest fish in the world. And he pulls up a bottle. Yeah. It actually has that, that elephant fish tuna <laughs> thing that Sanji later gets. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, like funny little stuff like that. It just, it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> it's, it really shows off the actors. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. that's, that's one of the thing to say is that, I am typically a dub guy. 
I like the dub. And I think the One Piece dub is good. But I've watched so much of this anime with the with the sub. I, it's so hard to go switch completely over to the dub. This this cast is iconic. Like it, it just is. <laughs> you you could have them fart around doing almost anything, and I would probably listen to the to the Japanese cast. Like the the dynamic they have on display here is just fantastic. I forget the actress who plays Luffy, but, but she uh, Mayumi just, Tanaka. T- yeah, Tanaka, who also voiced Krillin in yep. Dragon Ball. Yep. yep, she is just incredible as Luffy nails every part of it even though she's basically giving him the krillin voice yeah <laughs> it, it has it's just its own little charm to it i yeah I, I i it's one of those things where i guess it's it's funny that you have people who you know like i don't think anybody questions mayumi tanaka's luffy but you, you still have fans who can't get over you know like uh the very uh female sounding uh, goku in the mm-hmm. dragon ball even though it's, it's a very it's very similar i'd say so yeah again you're right about the humor is like it's like the reason they're starving is that luffy ate a, th- a, month, a, a month worth of supplies in three days it's really rough <laughs> that they don't have sanji yet <laughs> yeah and he's he's proud of it yeah and then they start fighting over a single grain of rice as yeah. three random guys board the ship and thanks to the wiki uh, i believe their names are danny donnie and denny <laughs> I don't think are they named at any point in this movie? No. Yeah, I was gonna They're say They're not named at any point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. But yeah, they, they get on board and stay, take all of Nami's treasure and run off. Uh, and and, and like, throw them some rice balls in exchange and they're just completely like, <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like trying to convince them to go fight and she's like they, they but you already stole that stuff, so who cares? But yeah, then they get the rice balls. <laughs> it's just it's like, wow, these guys are actually kind of effective at distracting these guys. Yeah. And Luffy's like asking for more and all of a sudden just gets shot in the head. <laughs> this might be like any other time when Luffy gets shot. Because, of course, at this point, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's immune to bullets. and <laughs> But just like the sort of slow fall. And then he just like rises right back up and he's like, these guys are bad. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Destroyed me. It- I imagine if somebody was there for Digimon and not not watch One Piece at this point yeah. and was watching this, they're like, oh my god, he can take a bullet. Like yeah. that would actually be a legit shocking moment. And then they just start unleashing and he just grabs hold and <laughs> gets right into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It is a stupid, funny intro. And I, I don't know. I just kind of... it As you said, it nails that tone. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like what a good movie, uh, like one of these sort of franchise movies, I think needs to be able to do is like establish who everybody is really quickly, like for the people who have no idea. And I feel like here in the first like six, seven minutes of the film, you kind of you already sort of get the vibe. You 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 understand what Luffy's about, what Usopp and Nami and Zoro are about, and it's just I, I think mm-hmm. it is a you know it, it's basic, but it is a surprisingly effective opener. Yeah. And it also establishes like, okay, we have this kid from the opening that was tied up and working for these pirates and he's he's kind of got caught up in Luffy's attack. <laughs> he's sort of knocked out. And that's when um, our villain shows up, El Drago, who uh, is getting ready to do his power while they abandon ship and run off. I had no idea what this guy's double fruit power was. So the fact that they introduce him by shooting a laser beam, I just was like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a mouth laser. Yeah. So he completely wrecks the sea, separating Luffy from the others, because Luffy's still on the little boat. But 
Zoro immediately jumps in to rescue him because, you know, can't swim. Mm-hmm. So immediate separation of yeah. the group. And which... it's kind of a benefit uh, that they only have four members at this point because, they like, you can split them really easily at this point. You can just kind of like, all right, you guys go here, you guys are going to go here, and then you'll, you know, you'll come back at the end. And I find that they're really effective at giving something for each of them to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, <laughs> as you could imagine, I think the more uh, the more we'll get on, the more they kind of struggle with that. Yeah, I believe it. Like, how do you figure out how to do, get how many characters to do something yeah. at all times? Yeah. But I, I love this moment. Like, they're, they, Luffy and Zoro are just hanging out, and then they smell food, and they just power. <laughs> they just, yeah, just right to it. Scream out Odin as they go to this tiny ship. And the animation here is just wonderful, the way oh, they... Yeah. I, it makes you appreciate that over the the, the manga and it, what the animation brings to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. L- like, there's so much personality in uh, the animation here. Even if it like, in, in terms of looks, it is sort of just like a slightly nicer looking like anime episode. But if you've only read the manga like we have up to this point, seeing everybody with with voices and in motion is just like it really feels like these characters have been brought to life. It's a treat. It it works, and. I, I just appreciate the way Luffy eats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the way they show him eating is so good. Just completely stuffing his face and just, I, I don't know, that, that one shot of him just grabbing a little bit from each yep. onto the plate, dump it in his mouth. It's just it's so just like that, that good. That subtle little stretch of his cheeks. just, just <laughs> so full of character. <laughs> just all gone in that big fight. Again, I think the big strength of this movie, because... I think we can go ahead and say it. This movie's just okay. It, yeah, it's just okay. <laughs> it's a shonen anime movie. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. That's you know, there's nothing too special about it. It's just another adventure for the for the group, but it highlights the group. Yeah. And the adventure and the humor of this is so freaking good. Yeah. I I, I think credit where credit is due, like. Uh, it could be so much worse. <laughs> like, there there oh, yeah. are a lot ver- worse versions of this formula. So I was kind of, I- I'm surprised by how just like, you did a good job. You know, like, we'll, we'll get into it. But there's just like, sort of little subtle touches here and there where I'm like, these people knew what they were making. And they were new, they knew how to like, tell their story in the most effective way possible. Even like, like you just, within the limitations of what you can realistically do in 50 minutes. I agree. So... Yeah, we get the usual thing for these type of filler ideas where Luffy, of course, agrees to, you know, declares he's going to be Pirate King. Yeah. Interested in Wunan because I'm going to make him his friend. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. And this Tobio, this this kid that they rescued, his dream is to find Wunan and join his crew. He doesn't want to be an Odin maker like his grandfather here, Mm -hmm. who I believe is named Gonzo, we later learn. Yeah, Gonzo. And Gonzo has a great joke yeah. <laughs> off the bat. Oh, the, yeah. Totaling up everything they ate. Just so much stuff, and you're just, like, expecting to be extremely expensive. Like, he's got, like, the abacus out, and he's just, like, just d- d- typing like a madman. <laughs> and it's 11 berries. Yes. <laughs> I, I love, like, he puts up, like, you know, one for each finger, and he just sort of, like, looks left and right. It's, it's great. 
<laughs> and the amazing thing is they still can't pay it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funnier. <laughs> and then you, you've pointed this out because they don't translate it in this. But yeah. Luffy hands him a rock, basically a... My uh, token of my gratitude. <laughs> uh-huh. Which you say is basically just IOU from Future Pirate King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has eventual in parentheses, eventual or future, or whatever. But yeah, it just like... <laughs> it's just an IOU. Just like, a, just like crappy drawn on a marker. <laughs> on a rock and then he gets roped back in before he can leave oh, so man. Yep. it works because it's hints of the Baratier arc before Baratier for anime watchers. yeah exactly I was thinking that too was we'll, we'll see like in the next scene where we sort of get a little bit more on El Drago like he's basically Don Krieg <laughs> With maybe a little bit of buggy. With a little bit of buggy, but yeah, definitely more of a gold obsession than yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. rather than there's, power there's a... or military things. Yeah. He has a, a decent design, but we yeah. see that Nami's already snuck on board. I do want to say one one just like quick aside about El uh, Drago is that like for a One Piece villain at this part in the story, he's massive. Like One oh, yeah. Piece is no stranger to like, it's like absurdly tall villains, but... We, we kind of get more of them as the story goes on. Um, and I, I feel like he has to be the tallest one we've seen so far. He fits that those later designs so well. Yeah, yeah. It, he he could be right at home. I assume Oda helped design some of these characters. That tends to be the case, but I, I don't know for this one in particular. But they, they do tend to get the manga artists to design original characters for these sorts of projects. Right. I, I appreciate it. I mean, maybe it's Oda saying, like, let's let's test some things before we get to what I to me doing these type of character designs for sure but either way they find the island which I <laughs> that is another complaint of mine for as secret as this island is and this whole map thing it is so freaking easy to find yeah and they just they just get there like <laughs> they, these guys have a map so that makes sense and Nami gets there because she snuck on board their ship but Usopp ended up here because that's where he crashed with the, the Mary. Mary ended up. Yeah. They just crashed on shore with it. And then the, it's later, but then the Odin shop just it appears just gets there. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it, how yeah. has nobody found this place? <laughs> it's the East blue. There's not even anything yeah. weird about this. sea. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just here. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a little, a little out of the way. And <laughs> no, nobody would have thought, I don't know. Nobody would have thought to go there if um they didn't have a treasure map specifically leading them there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I, one other little thing, t- little touch I did enjoy is that Usopp's on the island. Nami's watching him and he's sneaking around in a barrel. Yeah. And he bursts out of it in the same way that Luffy does. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> Even screaming out, I'm, I'm, I feel well rested. Oh, that's except a, he gets caught. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Great callback. Oh, that, that's awesome. For Usopp. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't how work he, out how would he at know all. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just. It's a fun little coincidence. Joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, Usopp is caught and has to lie his way yeah uh to to get anywhere so i, I like that they play up what he's capable because usopp is definitely the humor almost yeah. of this one i i god and just the voice actor for usopp uh kape yamaguchi like he is so good at that sort of like fast talking like off the cuff just trying to like bs his way out of a bad situation and i just i, I loved this scene for how much he, like usopp is just like playing up oh yeah i know where it is oh yeah i can i can take you there and like he just the, the lies keep escalating and escalating and he, he is just he is so desperate but it's so hilarious i like that uh you know we get this little indication of our other villain you know serious villain this yeah. golas who's like 
uses an Indian design and like gets paid, has to be paid each time before he does something. Which is kind of a fun gimmick. Like, like just throwing him gold every time. <laughs> yeah. And Usopp's first attempts to like, I, I, I get a little insight into El Drago's whole, whole thing mm-hmm. because he's like, hey, I got diamonds, rubies, that, all that stuff. I know where to find it. And he's like, I don't care. I want gold. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know where gold is, too. And he's just like, yay, gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's your sort of first indication that El Drago might be a little bit of a little bit of a dub ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, I, every time he tries to sneak out of it, it's like, oh, I, it's impossible without a map. Oh, hey, here's a map. Yeah. Like, it's oh. Kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, sure. So I guess you get your first clue. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the opposite direction of sail. It's like where the tail of this whale yeah. faces. It, so it's, a, the tail, the... it's a riddle yeah. with a neat little twist on it, which I it's more than you think it is, which I appreciate. I also love how like shocked they are. It's like if the <laughs> if the if the whale's facing west, then his tail's facing east, and they're like, oh my god, yes. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> like like Usopp breaks the fourth wall. He just looks right to the camera. He's like, man, these guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know if I've ever seen a character break the fourth wall like that in One Piece. It, it is it is so good. <laughs> Usopp is the right character to do that with. It's just like oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it works. Yeah. And then we just get the ridiculous of Nami, again, spotting this Odin shop who just happened to make landing yep. here so they can wash the dishes. And they're tied up, with, like, Zoro and uh, Luffy are tied up with a... Like a lock and chain. <laughs> or like an anchor. Yeah, lock and chain with an anchor and all that. And Nami sees and is just like, I'm going to ignore this. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to pretend <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So in character. Oh, God. But we get our motivation for Tobio. He doesn't want to talk do about Odin. He doesn't find Odin interesting or important. He wants to find Wunan and join his crew and finally takes off. But he carries off Luffy's hat, which is why Luffy right, chases like, after right, him. Yeah. I, I, I do love how sort of like effortlessly he's like, all right, time to go. Like just hops off <laughs> as if the block and chain is really uh, not much of a problem for them to contend with at all. Um, but I, I do sort of love, it feels very, uh, very much like the manga where sort of like the strongest characters are kind of incapacitated in a dumb and goofy way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, it, they definitely have that nailed at this point. Yeah. And actually it feels a little more natural than some of the manga's versions of it, honestly. Yeah, it kind of does. It, it kind of does. I love this ongoing joke, by the way, of every time Luffy runs and like, does stuff, Zoro gets conked in the head by the anchor. Yeah. He's, he's the just little dong. It just, yeah. It just keeps happening. It's amazing. Like, yeah. It's so dumb, but it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I just Again, the, the, this team understands that just that one-piece slapstick. Oh, gosh. But, of course, that gives us our Luffy bonding moments with Tobio. Where he's yeah. like, ah, oh, yes, you should totally work towards your goals. And this has Tobio, like, starting to crack, but also being like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> to- Tobio's definitely the most boring part of this movie for me. Uh, yeah, as I mean, it's your... sort of like 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 every sort of Shonen Jump anime movie has to have like that that kid character, you know, who's just yeah. sort of like loud and has to. Bond I have this character. ambition, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. You, you've seen it a thousand times, folks. Yeah, it, it's nothing too crazy or anything like that. But I, I, the way they weave them together and have Nami running in the forest, and she comes across Usopp and the the pirates as they're going around, it just it's. Very deftly handled. Yeah, yeah. Handled, like, more than you'd expect. 
But then that's when you find out that Usopp's basically lying and saying, I'm part of Wunan's crew. It's like, no, that's not true. We killed them all. Did they really? I mean, we did see all the blood and stuff on that ship. Yeah, that's true. That didn't quite register to me the first time I watched it. I mean, the crazy thing is, is that Wunan, who somehow got all this, like a third of the world's gold, got defeated by these guys. Seriously. Yeah. We know the power scaling you know I, I think it's probably more that el drago beat them because he can shoot laser beams i understand that part but yeah the rest of his crew they just look like bumbling goofballs mm-hmm. it, it makes you wonder how wunan got that yeah <laughs> the, the, the third of the gold but oh well either way the uh again just the entertainment of Usopp trying to convince them that he's never lied in his life <laughs> yeah they, they can just completely trust him yeah the the escalating lies is it's it's just so in character for Usopp and handled it's so quick and handled so well and I I do like these demonstrations of strength because okay we need to put Golos as this big threat yeah so here's a roadblock and then he just completely wipes out this is pretty much the only time he's established as a threat uh but it it is enough I think for me, for like what happens later on. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like, again, it's not yeah. a long movie. There's not a lot of characters in this. So it makes sense. You need to just have this one thing. Like you see a big, powerful guy with a sword and you're just like, okay, yeah, Zoro's going to fight that guy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty <laughs> that, much. That was pretty much my reaction. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. I, I, yep. So, okay. That's, that's, that's fine. But they, they finally make it to Wunan's castle, this big old place. And they're like, all right, so where's the gold? <laughs> just the way he moves when he's saying his stomach is growling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, oh. The animation is so freaking good and just so rubbery. Yeah, they know what they're doing. But fortunately for him, Nami shows up to uh, save him, claiming that he's Kamasuke while she's Josephine, the uh, the granddaughter of Wunan. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really amount to much, but just like that sort of on the fly thinking of like, all right, you know, Nami's got to make up fake names just just kind of because it, it yeah. makes complete and total sense. It, like I, I, they're just so random, but <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> and Usopp playing around with it yeah. and it's like, oh, it's under this gate. Oh, you need to dig for three days in order to find the gold. But I would never, oh, I know I accidentally said, and she's like, that's too much, but they're still idiots enough. They're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> dig, <laughs> dig under the gate. Cool. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> just those, that, ah, that Nami smile to the camera. It's so yeah, good. yeah, I get it. Yeah. She's also these two breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> it's just yeah. Fantastic. Nami and Usopp interacting is always a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it reminded me a, a little bit of, like, some of those bits from Arlong Park if, you know, it wasn't, like, a life-or-death situation. Right. But uh, Wooden's like, oh, yeah, I don't need three days. I'm going to use my power. Yeah. And that's when we find out what devil fruit he, he is. It is the... They don't tr- translate it here. It's just the goe goe fruit. Yeah, which, which is, I looked like, it up, like I believe... Voice or sound... Like, like voice, yeah. Yeah, I, I translate it as like the the shout shout fruit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that works. And it's like, yeah, I can see that not really being a a, a thing. I I think that the jump from that to laser beams is sort of uh, okay. Sure, fine. Sure. It's funny when you think about at this point in the story, it is kind of like a massive jump because the only other devil fruit user we've like seen is Buggy. That is true. Yeah. So he's it is... technically the the third devil fruit user. Yeah, which is for like... anime viewers. I, I think I think that's sort of where it lost me a little bit is just sort of like not not the you know the 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 voice or the shout necessarily but the like 
oh, you know, he's big and powerful and has to, you know, he can shoot laser beams. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Uh, for, for this point <laughs> in the story, it, it feels a little odd. Uh, it's honestly even where we're at in the have, manga it feels a little odd <laughs> yeah for, for out here in the east blue it it is but it's also just like fortunately they never give him a bounty they don't say whether he's based yeah in the east blue or anything like that there's enough vague details that it just works for certain and it, it definitely feels like you need to have some sort of power for him in order for him to attempt to be threatening yeah yeah he he looks like some sort of a threat (laughs) and of course luffy shows up at this point while he's destroyed in the castle he's like no 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 wooden are you there like can you Uh, help (laughs) yeah he's like oh don't kill him again this interaction is just like who are you oh i'm luffy and this is zoro and he just like yeah he turns around and say yo (laughs) yeah i i cracked up at that it's just the sort of quick quick snappy character it's just great Mm. It is so freaking good. But of course, we it's our chance to be like, okay, Moonen's obviously dead. And Toby is like, no, we can't be dead. I, I'm not going to let you Don't this give up on your do whatever he wants. Yeah. That, that whole thing. And he goes to kill Tobio. But man, I love Luffy and Zoro working together. <laughs> Zoro using just the one sword style in his mouth. Cuts off his fingernails and actually... The two of them working together does pretty well. Luffy holding the, the anchor. <laughs> Look, they're tied together. They got one brain cell to share, and it, it seems like that's enough. But I, I actually, yeah, I, I appreciate how much they get out of Luffy and Zoro being like tied together. It, it feels, like I said before, it feels natural. Like it, it feels like they mm. have sort of enough ideas about what to do with it, and it lasts for just about the right amount of time. And of course, you know, we got the joke of Zoro very likely being able to handle Wunan no problem oh, by easily. himself. Yeah. <laughs> but Luffy's leg got caught and they get flung away into the distance after bumping into the castle. And That's, yeah, well, they're they're finally separate from all of them and they all meet back up at the whale. It kind of makes Anami. They're finally free of the trains. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I would assume uh, El Dorago probably like. I don't think he ever finds out Usopp and Nami's real names. <laughs> He's just like, where did no, Josephine and Kamisuke go? Like, <laughs> did he ever? No? Okay. I'm just going to run with that bit. Yeah. All right. It's a good thing they met back up at the whale because they're like, all right, well, it's the, the castle's destroyed. So I guess the gold is there. But Nami's like, no, it's it's not there. And she... Turns out she stole the map. <laughs> she, she, she's all good. She's like, it's probably a decoy. So it's probably elsewhere. And hey, there's a special trick here. Just need to light this match, hold it under, and we can figure out where it actually is. I thought this was just going to be another one of those like exposition scenes. So the fact that it just just completely burns <laughs> to a crisp is... Yeah. I, I laugh so hard. I was not expecting was like, that. <laughs> because... You don't see Nami screw up like this. Too yeah, often. exactly. <laughs> like she, to, to see her get in, in on this type of comedy, yeah, is pretty great, and the timing is 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 so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that's when it's revealed. Like, okay, so I was like, well, the only clue I had was this whole thing about the whale, but the, it turns out the tail's not pointing east; it's pointing north towards a giant plateau. It, which, I mean, if, on the one hand, I really appreciate that, like. There's this extra little twist to it. The hint says this, but it's like just a little bit. But at the same time, like I feel like this like giant hill is really impossible to miss. Like it is yeah. like the the tail is pointing to the most inconspicuous part of the island. <laughs> and then just very odd moments like all of a sudden they run like as they're climbing this plateau, which gives me vague hints of like ideas of Drum Island, even though they were not even close to Drum Island in the oh, manga yeah, at this yeah. point. Of course, not near as much of a problem, 
but they ran into this random cave where Gonzo, the grandpa, grandpa Gonzo, was there. This part—it's a little bit of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, he just got here somehow. And turns out he and Wunan grew up in the same village, and uh, they had their own different dreams. So Wunan's whole motivation is that his father was a miner and worked his entire life and basically just got one rock of gold for his entire life's work. And that's just frustrating to Wunan. So he wants to travel the seas, become a pirate, and take gold from those who have too much. Basically bad people. Robin Hood at all. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Gonzo's like, your father was a good man. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of gold, but he was very compassionate, and he always complimented my Odin. And you know what? Gold is nice and all, but it can't laugh or make you happy it's basically just a rock so hey i just want to make good odin and that causes them to get into a fight i think this <laughs> flashback is actually where i turned around on this movie for, for the better this is sort of the like okay there's something here and they, they i think the uh, anime staff here sort of understands like the emotional core of of one piece and it just wunan and gonzo kind of have it like this extra Having this extra little wrinkle to their relationship, I think, is especially how it ties into uh, near the end is like surprisingly well done for what this is. Yeah, it, it, it captures that little that just inkling of One Piece spirit. Yeah, because if it was just Tobio and Tobio looking up to Wunan. Yeah. It'd be just every other standard anime movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly that. But there's one scene of the two of them fighting and. Gonzo's sacrifice because they fall off the cliff because they're trying to get the flag that uh, the pirate flag that uh, Wunan's going to use and Gonzo chooses to fall into the sea so his friend can live out his dream like he thinks his his friend's dream is dumb and maybe not as worth as worthwhile because it's just not going to end up happy but he still wants to see his friend go on a dream yeah and so he he drops off he survives thanks to a passing ship but in the meantime Wunan leaves for his journey and i do i, I love this gag where it's just like wait did, did you die or <laughs> luffy yeah. asking the guy telling the story if he died <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's when you died <laughs> Okay. But the whole thing, the reason that uh, Gonzo has Odin on his head is that Wunan always refused to eat his Odin. But he thinks with this batch, he'll actually eat it. And he's put his life's work into it. This is his his big dream. And Luffy's like, all right, let's let's do this. I, he'll definitely eat it. And they get to the top where there's a house with nothing in it. Except for a very conspicuous fireplace that they easily push aside and find. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Zoro just <laughs> they're like, "Wow, <laughs> so cool!" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wow, it's, it's it's so good. Yeah, did he just woke up. But before they can actually descend, of course, have this the the, the whole house destroyed thanks to El Drago, and he's like, "Oh, hey, we figured it out. <laughs> we we knew where to go. Yeah, which so I let's mean, search this place, no get this gold, <laughs> and." In the meantime, he, he beats up Gonzo and sees that the, it's just Odin. And when he hears that it's like he you know poured his life into it and it's the fact that it's not gold, he's like, ha, I'm going to be a jerk and stomp on it. Right. Just, of course. You just got to stomp all over your dreams. Like, I don't know what. Like, it's, it's a bit silly, but I definitely, even if it is just kind of lifting from when they met Zoro in the manga, I, I like that Luffy takes the takes a step to just like eat it off the ground. Yeah, he gets a punch in, he eats it off the ground, declares it delicious. Again, it, it has those elements of One Piece at this time. Yeah. And 
just kind of remixed. Uh, <laughs> Usopp doing this thing, Zoro doing this other thing, Luffy pulling a Zoro with the eating. Yeah. It still all feels very in character, though. It's it's their takes on it. We get Luffy. He's like, okay, you're stomped on somebody's dream. I'm not all about this. Yeah. It's time to fight. Oh, yeah. And it's, of course, he sends out Go- out Golos. So it's, it's time for the Zoro versus Golos fight. Yeah. And here's where we come into the anime's biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. These fight scenes suck. They kind of do. Like, surprisingly so for a slightly, you know, above average budget anime episode. And for, for how short these fights are. Like, I'm actually genuinely... I, I was like, oh, this is... It's okay. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's just nothing to them. Yeah. Basically, El Drago's offering more money to Golos. And the more money he offers, the more powerful he seems to get. But then Zora's like, you sold your soul as a swordsman for money and you regret that. I can see you in your eyes. And then he does his finishing move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it's there's, better there's than no nothing. fight. Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm glad they had that one little wrinkle to it of just Zoro being able to sort of see through him and just boom, one shot done. But yeah, it, it's definitely not, <laughs> the, the fights are not the highlight of this movie. No, and I think it's significant that it takes about 35 minutes to get into a fight, yeah. like an actual fight. And what the the fights are all but five minutes long. Yeah, if that between even. the two of them, I, I think I can I can respect that. Like the fights are not this movie's priority. Yeah, th- that I think that's that's to its benefit. Yes. I think yes, very much so. Because uh, uh, you could spend too much time on the fighting and it would just feel even more like a nothing movie, which uh, other other One Piece movies certainly fall into that trap of just being pure action. Mm-hmm. So I like I respect the choice to sort of use use your 50 minutes a little a little more wisely. But yeah, the, the fight's yeah, bad. Just, just, <laughs> There's no getting I, I around that. With it being sort of a double feature, it almost feels like a way to try to get people into, like, here's the basic fights, but here's the characters. Here's the adventure. Here's what makes us unique. And maybe I think that's kind of why One Piece is stuck around so much, because it has that adventure element. Yeah, it's not just Dragon Ball kind of lost its adventurous spirit as time went on. It it focused on the fighting from where it does. But that fighting is also what got it popular because the first arc was famously not as well received as until they got to the the, the tournament arc in Dragon Ball. One Piece has always found a way to kind of combine the two. I I think that's why the Namek saga is always so beloved because it has that sense of adventure, trying to survive against impossible odds while also having this fight. It's a good balance. As far as the fight between Luffy and El Drago, El Drago seems more devastating with his claw as like his gold fingernails than his freaking voice yeah his actual devil fruit seems it's kind of not the star of the show here <laughs> yeah because he he keeps missing luffy yeah he, like he has luffy has a few t- tears on his shirt and whatnot but he's he's using, using his bell using its other stuff but yeah it's it's like with his fingernails and how his quickness there yeah that's where he's getting his his big hits in i i, I kind of noticed this weird like start and stop pacing to this fight that kind of it kind of threw me out of it a little bit where it is kind of like they kind of have an exchange and then the ways in which they sort of go from one character having the advantage to you know the back and forth felt just is a little odd to me but, yeah, yeah it's it's like <laughs> Quick burst from El Drago, Luffy counters. Quick burst from El Drago, Luffy counters. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, it, it's cool to see him break the armor. Again, you have that, that sense of all that stuff. Yeah. And I will give it the benefit of the doubt because of how, the unique way that Luffy 
wins the fight. Yeah, that surprised me more than anything. Like the the way that he yeah. he sort of absorbs the sound. He absorbs the blast with his gum gum balloon, hangs on to El Drago's limb so he just has it until El Drago loses like all of his basically can't do it anymore yeah and just sends the blast right back at him sending it off into the into the distance it ah if this had more time to breathe it would have been a really cool finisher it's just i don't know the pacing seems off and yeah yeah, we get our two fights and roughly i'm watching it now and roughly seven minutes yeah (laughs) i respect their choice i think they made the better call by focusing on the adventure more than the fights but it, yeah, these are not great. <laughs> it's, it's only a, a little less than a fifth of the movie, so yeah. I, I think it works. And of course, uh, Luffy getting the finisher with the gum gum bazooka, uh, as is par for the course at this point in the story. <laughs> we just got to blast them off. Yeah, it just it feels good. El Drago, you will not be remembered. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. But they're all happy and like, okay, now we can go check it, check this out. And th- that's when we kind of get our emotional crux because they find Wunan Wunan's hiding spot and Wunan is indeed dead mm-hmm. you can see his several years in fact because he's just a skeleton with some hair like yeah. his, that is absolutely the case Tobio doesn't believe it but uh, you, you see yeah, way to traumatize this little kid <laughs> your hero's <laughs> dead <laughs> right in front of yeah. you kid that that man that, it has a smell in that room Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But they actually discover a message from Wunan written on the wall. How do you get it? Where basically he reveals that there is no gold. He returned all the money because it it didn't mean anything. It he, uh, he remembered Gonzo's words about it not being able to laugh or cry or do really do anything. What he treasured was the adventure of actually finding it. And that's the zinger, folks. That's it. We got like that was. Probably the most I'd ever felt something in this movie. Yeah. And wouldn't it be something if this ends up being like a parallel to the actual finale of One Piece? Where I would they find the One Piece so is like, much. no, it's yeah. not about it. It's, it's the adventure. It's the adventure of us getting there. Yeah. I, I can't talk about this in detail in any way whatsoever. But the fact that like the core sort of emotional thread of this movie is about Odin, specifically Odin, is very funny. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. That is, okay. That, like, that is just one of those coincidences. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Huh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was Unless <laughs> Oda just really remembered. <laughs> he, I, he could have. I, who's to say? Like, it's just one of those hmm. things that I think it, it is probably not intentional, but is like one of those extra little layers of like, that could hit, that hits differently in uh, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and the last little beat here is that Wunin's most prized treasure is the flag, the rip flag that somehow survived. He stitched it back up from when Gonzo rescued him, saved him, and he always carried it with him and always had his friend's spirit with him as he did all this stuff. Yes. So I, I love no it. regrets like this is so much just like what all of early one piece is about like we had those bits you know like with the buggy fight about like ah treasure is this and that and you know like no the you know the treasure is like what's in your heart and mm-hmm. I, I think that this movie a- being able to sort of call back to that and tie into that makes it it makes it feel right at home and you get this this little emotional arc for tobio is like he learns to respect his grandfather and the grandfather is like hey do whatever you want to do with your life. I'll just watch over you. So there's, again, it doesn't, it's not quite enough to get me truly emotionally invested, 
But it has that One Piece spirit. Yeah. I think the simplest stories can sometimes be the hardest to tell. And I like like I sort of opened to this episode with like this movie could have been so much worse. <laughs> Oh yeah. I oh, I yeah. I genuinely believe that. Like the the fact that it was able sort of to like have sort of a core message and a core theme and that they never they never strayed from that and it's just like they they got in, they got out and said what they needed to say is really really important. Mhm. Well, still maintaining those character dynamics, yeah. having some great humor and even some fun stuff like uh like Hey, Nami gets some treasure in the end. Yeah. She gets her treasure back as well as the treasure from El Drago and goes to pay their bill, of course, with the interest. And uh, Gonzo says, no, I don't want to have the money. We'll have you give it to you interest free because uh, have you alone interest free Yeah, uh, because we want you to come back to us someday. Wait, oh, that is never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I had this little discussion with with my girlfriend after I saw a film read for the first time where I like I kind of appreciated the um what that movie did in terms of like weaving itself into the canon and how how like these sorts of stories can have really annoying like we'll meet again someday N- no we won't <laughs> um, and, and that that is something that that movie I think manages to avoid mm, in, in a okay. really smart way but like yeah so so much and, and the the manga itself of course like there is almost no wasted space in terms of characters so it, it does. I, I got a little kick out of it uh, in this movie when they do the, you know, come back again someday. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I do, do get that little nice. It's like that man will definitely become the pirate king. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> it's another it's another stop on, you know, one of Luffy's potentially infinite adventures. And I. Mm. I think this movie is okay. <laughs> it is perfectly okay. I would give it, what, a, uh, you know what, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a 6 seems fair. I, I would go as far as Abo- to say Above that, average, but not fantastic. Some elements definitely appreciate. Like, I love that the credits are just filled with those animal covers. Yeah, yeah. God, colored really, in. Like, that's gorgeous. Yeah. And and they got that, uh, like, the little tease of uh, Sanji, because that's where the, the anime is going next at this point in time. Um, you, you sort of see the little Odin boat, like he sort of sees it go by the Baratier and he's like, oh, what the heck? And it, it's just like a cute little like three, four second like tease. It's a fun little moment. And I, yeah, I, again, six out of ten, not, not, not bad at all. Kind of average, but also has its moments that make it stand out above other. Yeah similar anime movies for sure (laughs) i would go as far as to say that like going forward for the next little bit i think this should be the baseline (laughs) what you know what that's a like like, like, this is the bar it's not a very high bar but like you have to try (laughs) right yeah we'll we'll see how they match it i honestly can't remember (laughs) yeah i I haven't seen most of these early ones so i'm interested to, to sort of see how they compare to this one which is yeah and it's it's been years for me, so I, I like I didn't remember El Drago, I didn't remember Tobio, I yeah, didn't remember Wuna. <laughs> like I've most of this I did not Tobio. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a fresh experience for me, yeah, but yeah. uh it's it's still kind of fun in its own its own way. So yeah, that was One Piece, One Piece the, movie. the movie. Anything else to say? Ah, uh, God, no, not really. Uh, other than uh, like I said before, the um this movie actually being animated on cells i think does so much for just like the vibe i think it is still mm-hmm. this unique little time capsule that like nothing else in one piece has this look and feel and that 
I think goes away to sort of adding to the immersion factor and adding to the sort of like special that's to the appeal of what this movie is like mm-hmm. it's just a fun cute little like 50 minute side quest um but it feels nostalgic it does feel nostalgic it feels very nostalgic like and even in a way that like the first the early episodes of the anime don't feel just because that they're already animated digitally in 1999 like it just mm-hmm. i don't know they nailed it uh one other thing i did want to hit and uh oh gosh okay yeah i, I had the tab open for it the director of this movie was one uh junji shimizu who goes on to direct the next two movies as well as the eighth one or ninth one sorry but he oh, okay. is apparently still working at toei animation in, in, even today he is a director for mostly for Pretty Cure, which is Toei's like long running uh, sort of like magical girl anime series, and he's directed. Uh, he directed the you know season zero of Yu Gi Oh, right? Yes, yeah. yes. That that season got a movie, and he directed that movie. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a movie that is sort of like kind of doing its weird take on like the Yu Gi versus Kaiba Death T bit. But like in its own weird microcosm, uh, and they they fixed huh. they fixed Kaiba's hair in that one. That's sort of the only oh, thing I remember good. about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, I guess with that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about One Piece the movie. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at Bitnerd Games on YouTube or Bitnerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? Uh, I'm at Brandon Bilvia uh, on Twitter for the time being, talking about, you know, the usual anime manga games in my job, uh, playing God of War Ragnarok, having a blast. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, you know, read Kaiju number eight. It's great. Dragon Ball's still on hiatus. I don't know when it's coming back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at some point. Yeah, at some point soon. I don't know. Take all the time you need, Toyotaro. He hasn't taken a break at all. So if he's gotten four months off, all more power to you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. And if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss the second One Piece movie, One Piece Clockwork Island Adventure. Until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. Oh,